I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. Why does making mom friends feel so hard sometimes? I went through a season in my life where I felt like I had no friends. I had great relationships growing up in college and even in my post-college single days. However, after I transitioned to be a stay-at-home mom and moved to the suburbs, I looked around and realized I didn't have people anymore. I eventually met some other moms on the playground, but it was always small talk, and I longed for a deeper connection. I would see other groups of women talking and laughing together, and I just assumed that they must be the best of friends. Surely they were getting together all the time. I just thought, why doesn't anybody want to hang out with me? After I read a few books and listened to a few podcasts, I realized that adult friendship dynamics were different. I learned to be more intentional about cultivating and maintaining my relationships. I stopped looking for everyone to like me and just started looking for people I had things in common with and leaned into that. This week, I'm talking with Johanna Smith about mom friendships, why we need them, simple ways we can make them, and how we can grow deeper in those relationships. I loved our conversation because I'm actually almost as passionate about building community as I am about family culture. I eventually was able to establish new friendships and quickly learned that one friend does not fit all. I still don't have a go-to squad, as I hoped I would, but instead I have circles of friends that are amazing. I have my soccer mom friends, our game night couple crew, my weekend people, my book club, and my anytime you want to grab a cup of coffee after drop-off group of friends. These relationships were well worth the effort I put into establishing them and maintaining them. I hope today's episode encourages you to make some new mom friends. Do you want to know what your kids really think of you? We've created the Family Retreat Packet so you can find out and get honest feedback on how you're doing as a family. It's a 360 peer review, but for families. Not only does it include assessment questions, but a sample itinerary, a packing list, and activity suggestions so you can make a fun weekend out of it. Go to www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash shop and for only $4.99, you can download your copy. Today, I'm talking with Johanna Smith. Johanna is the creator and host of the Girls Talking Life podcast. In each episode, she brings you a girl and her story, plus some fun favorites. She hopes that by listening, you'll be inspired to initiate change, to be more intentional, to cultivate community, and to love others well. Johanna lives in central Ohio, along with her husband, two daughters, and one bad dog. There, she spends her days in the details of family life, trying to find the balance between being a fun mom and a responsible mom. She continuously struggles to find enough time in the day to be brave enough to take action on the hard things and to love Jesus more. Welcome, Johanna. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you, Kimberly. I am thrilled to be here. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? So I've been thinking about this for a while. I knew you were going to ask me, and I even asked my family, what are we known for? And they came up with things like, we have a clean house, and we're funny, and... (laughs) Some things like that, but really an overarching kind of theme, I I think, is that we are known for being loyal. 
if we are friends with you, we are friends with you for life. If you need something, even if we haven't spoken in you know a year, perhaps because of a pandemic, we will be there for you and help you with whatever you need. And I think that goes for myself and my husband and my kids. I think that is something that people would think that we're known for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate that answer. It's good to figure out what it means to get into a community and be loyal and then to have that reputation for sure. Because yeah, I feel like there's so many things that are unsure in our life. And I think during the pandemic to see people's lives change, and, and I'm not talking about anything like major or tragic, but like just the simple things that like some of my good friends all of a sudden are homeschooling because they have younger children. So that changes the dynamic of our relationship. And then other friends just don't feel comfortable coming out. So that changed this relationship over here. And then, so to see all of these changes and how to figure out how to be loyal in the midst of it has been really challenging. So to hear that that's what you guys are known for is so refreshing. All right. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. It's called Girls Talking Life. Yes. So this is where I talk to women. We dive into topics like marriage or friendship or health. And it's really like an extension of your girl time. We talk about something usually serious, but then at the end I ask for her favorite five. So whatever things that she's drinking or eating or watching, just really fun, practical things. And it's just like what you would do if you were out with your girlfriends for coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so good. I mean, I love getting recommendations from people, you know, and it doesn't even matter whether it's a contractor or whether it's like, I don't know. And I was looking the other, I was looking something up the other day and I was like, if I just had somebody who could tell me that they used this before, it would be so much easier. So I love that aspect of your show. So tell me about why you started it. It's about relationships. It's about girls doing life together. Tell us more a little bit about that story. Yeah. So I, several years ago, found myself listening to podcasts. And the one that I was drawn to, the type that I was drawn to the most, were the ones with women talking to women. And I noticed Mm -hmm. that while I did have good friends in my life, you know, I was a mom of small children and I did not get to spend much time with them. Mm -hmm. So this podcast genre that I was listening to was fulfilling that in my own life. You know, these women were encouraging and they were inspiring. They were sharing the stories of what was going on in their lives. And I was, I was always learning something new and feeling really good about the time that I spent with them. Mm -hmm. And I thought, you know, I think I can do this too. It was, it was definitely a prompting from God. I did not ever plan to host a podcast, But once I got okay with the idea, once I got comfortable with it, I really felt like, you know, I am, I'm a curious person and I think I can dive in and ask the questions to be able to share these women's stories in the same way to give other women the encouragement that I was getting. Mm -hmm. And not only do I want to be a supplemental girl time for people, but I also want to encourage them to go out and have conversations with the women in your real lives. You know, this is, like I said, it's just a supplement. Mm-hmm. We are made to be in relationship with people face to face. So at the end of every episode, I say, you know, go share your stories, start conversations with the women in your life. Yeah. So why do we need mom friends? I know when I became a grown up, I had less time for friends. <laughs> and it's easy to get caught in a rut of 
not spending time with people outside your home. So let's talk more about the importance of those kinds of relationships. Well, we, we just need them. We are hardwired to crave them. And it's good for us to be able to enjoy people outside of our homes. Our families are terrific, but we need to take a step out sometimes. And you want to be refreshed. You want to be able to go away and come back and appreciate your family, maybe in a way that you weren't before. Mm -hmm. And we also, we specifically need mom friends because we need to know that we're not alone in our struggles. This parenting gig is not easy. And when we talk to other moms and when we're honest and when they're honest with us, we see the similarities and we know that we are not struggling in this alone and it normalizes our situation for us a little bit. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to a friend of mine over the weekend and she has this fantastic daughter and I just see her as being, you know, the sweetest, most loving girl. And she was saying, we're actually struggling a little bit. She's actually getting really moody and lots of backtalk. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but it makes me feel like what I'm experiencing with my daughter is normal, Mm -hmm. you know? So that is so helpful. And it's also really good to have friends who are a little farther ahead of you. Their kids are a little older. They can share what's going on you know, just a little bit down the road, or this is what we did when we were in your stage and here's how it worked out. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, I would hope that you would, you know, grab some friends who have children a little younger than yours. And you can say, Hey, this phase is going to pass. I know you feel like it's always, you know, no sleep and diapers or needing to be watching them Mm -hmm. around the clock, but that will all pass too. So you can act as an encourager for those moms as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned when we have mom friends, we find out that we're not alone, but I'm sure like the, the example that you gave, that woman being able to share something with you makes her feel like she's not so alone. Because oftentimes we might not share what we're going through for whatever reason. And it makes us feel very, it, that isolation isn't healthy for us. It, it makes us feel like we might be the only one. So she probably needs to hear it just as much from you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So why are mom friendships so hard to create? Well, when we're in school, we have this built-in community. There are kids in your classroom. There are girls in your dorms. And once you move on from that, your built-in community is just gone. You have to go looking for it. You have to schedule it and make time for it. And then if you get married, if you have a home, if you have children, that just takes up more of your time. And It's something that we have to prioritize. You talk about non-negotiables, non-negotiables for your Mm -hmm. family. And this needs to be a non-negotiable for women too, for moms, because having these friends, this is self-care for us. So we need to make sure that we're making time for it. Mm -hmm. I asked a group of women, I surveyed them and I just asked what the hardest part of female friendship is. And the number one answer hands down was time. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you. It's not just me having a hard time making the time for it in our lives, but it's all across the board. Mm-hmm. So we have to prioritize it. So it's not time, just going to happen on our on our own. Yeah. So do you think it's a legitimate lack of time? Do you think it's not being creative with our time? Do you think it's not prioritizing or do you think it's just a combination of all of that? I think it's probably all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I know that when I'm with my girlfriends, I was with a group of girls over the weekend. It is so soul filling for me, but often I don't realize that it's going to be until I go and do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So just really understanding that that's something that I need and then being willing to, yes, creatively make time for it, to prioritize it and put it on my calendar to make sure, you know, once a month or once a week, whatever it looks like for you in your stage, that you are putting that on your calendar and getting it into your schedule. Mm-hmm. I know when my kids really, really young, I mean, I set up playdates for them, but part of the reason why I set up playdates for them was because I just needed someone else to talk to. And when they were really young and you still stay with the kids while they play, I was like, oh, please just come to my house. I'll make you lunch. Just sit down just as, <laughs> just as long Absolutely. as you talk to me. Let the kids play. Yeah. So it is, it, it is one of those things that you forget how much you need it until you're in it. And then when you're away from it too long, you sort of forget you forget the importance of it, you know? I was talking to a woman not too long ago and she was saying that because of the pandemic and because of being asked to stay home, Mm -hmm. she's gotten into a rhythm of that. So going out and actually making plans, you know, when she's able to, she said that feels weird now. She feels almost awkward in those social settings. So I feel like it's a muscle we have to exercise Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think... Yeah, that for sure makes sense. So what are some of the tips that you can give us to make mom friends? So the really quickest, easiest one is to look around you. Who do you see in the places that you go? You're in your neighborhood, walking your dog or at the park or at your church or at your kid's school. What other moms do you see there that you could befriend? Some people want to slide in and out of those places. And I know that sometimes I'm one of those people. But if you're not being invited to do things, if you don't have a good group of friends, you might need to be the initiator in that situation. Mm -hmm. And you're going to need to be the inviter. If that's not something that's comfortable for you, I would encourage you to practice. I would encourage you to even invite someone along to be a co-host in the invitation, then it feels a a little less scary. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd also encourage you to re-engage with old friends. Many of us, like I said, haven't been meeting with people. So who haven't you called up lately Mm -hmm. that you could call and ask to go to coffee or that you can meet in your neighborhood for a walk? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I found, I started to have some really good success in my friendships when I got over that uh, fear of initiating you know, because sometimes I can get all up in my head and assume that I haven't heard from them because they don't like me. They don't want to hang out with me or they have their other friends. But once I kind of said, well, who cares? I'm going to ask them anyway. It's become, it's kind of become the thing that I do. Like I, I know myself now enough and I'm in my 40s. So I've had a lot of practice of getting this wrong. I can tell when I start to need that connection and I'll immediately be like, who who can I call? Who can I reach out to? It doesn't matter anymore like it used to when I was younger that they haven't called me or that they don't initiate with me or that I haven't seen them in a while. And you know, most times their response is, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I would love to get together with you. There's so much to catch up. Like it's always a positive response. I've actually never had somebody be like, why are you like, we haven't talked in 
three months. Why are you calling me now? Like I've never had a negative response. And so I have to remind myself of that. Even when I start to get intimidated by maybe a new friend or somebody, I think that's a super cool friend that might not have with me as much. So for me, a big part of that was getting over that fear of initiating and asking. I love the suggestion of a co-host. People are going to be honored that you invited them in almost all cases. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think some of the reasons why it's hard for us to get into real deep friendships with one another is that we always stay on that surface level when we talk to one another. I think about when I was in college or even in high school, and we would just talk for hours and hours on end, and you couldn't help but get into deep relationships or go places that make the relationship super special, but I, we don't do that anymore. And I know that you have created these conversation cards that help us go deeper. So talk about this, talk about how we can connect more. And I know that's an important phase of a friendship, but how can we connect more efficiently with our friends? Because like you said, time's an issue. Like we don't have five years to get to know somebody. Like we just don't have that. We don't have enough frequency to do that. So how can we go deeper? Well, I created these cards long before my podcast, long before I ever thought about why I was doing it. It was for a girl's night that I was having at my house. And for me, I like to have a purpose or a structure. If it's just, if there just is no structure, I feel just a little more intimidated to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. So I created these cards really to keep the conversation flowing and as a way for me to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And these questions I would say aren't super deep, like don't feel scared about them, but just asking some intentional questions, like name something that you're looking forward to. That's one of the conversation starters. And that can really get someone talking. Mm -hmm. And that leads to you sharing what you're looking forward to. And then that leads to just more questions. Mm -hmm. And so if you're an introvert or if you're a person who that just doesn't come naturally to just carrying on a conversation with someone, then conversation starters are a great way to go. And it does take it a little deeper, a little faster. Mm -hmm. And my mom started a new job recently and she said she even had the conversation questions in her head. And she was thinking, you know, what can I ask my new coworkers Mm -hmm. about themselves to get the conversation going? So if you just have some of those questions kind of in your toolbox, to take it a little deeper, that is a great way to, to start a conversation. And I also think that you should be prepared to open up yourself, be honest about your answers, be genuinely curious about their answers. Yeah. I think women do want to talk about the deeper things. I mean, I certainly have gotten to a place in my life where it's like, How much can we talk about the weather? How much can we talk about the pandemic? How much can we talk about? (laughs) And I recently, well, I guess, I guess back in the summer, I had a group of friends who we spent a lot of time together as couples and our relationships revolved around playing games. So we do like game nights at each other's houses, but I would say that no single one of them have we gotten deep on a very, very personal level. And we actually created a spa day together and everybody was responsible for getting a service 
provider to come to the house and set them up and handle those appointments. And, and I said, Hey guys, I have a list of questions. Could we, could we maybe spend some time answering some of these? They weren't that they weren't necessarily focused on that, but it was like focused on challenges. So like, what is your biggest challenge right now? How are you coping with it? And it was just, it was interesting to put them on the table and have the women who I had been friends with for many years really be willing to talk about it. Maybe because someone hadn't asked them those questions before, or they hadn't had the opportunity to express what it is that they're feeling. I mean, I know sometimes my husband doesn't want to listen to me go down like that rabbit trail and maybe having a girlfriend ask me something and being able to just like tell her what's going on in my head, I think is such a relief. And so I know it might sound scary to some people to use conversation cards, but I think, I think most women I know are open to it. It just, and I'm with you on that, having, getting together with some sort of structure or a purpose for sure. Yeah. And there's nothing, you know, no rules to it. If if Mm -hmm. you don't like your question, if it's not something you're comfortable answering, just move Mm -hmm. on to the next one. Or maybe it's a situation where everyone answers that same question. So you get to hear, you know how they feel about the same issue that you're talking about. Yeah. And your cards are beautiful. You could put them in a nice bowl on the table and it could be decor too. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I have my daughter had her friends over the other night and I was trying to mind my own business, but we have one of those, they're like called chat packs. They're like for kids, but they're questions. And I think we've had them for three years and nobody's touched them. And this group of girls came over and they started like going through them and they started talking and it was the cutest thing. And it was all I could do. They're teenagers. It was the cutest thing I could do not to like interject or jump in or like be excited. And I was like, just leave me, just pretend you don't notice. But it was just, I know it was so good for them, especially young, younger girls who are just on their phone all the time always talking about like some of the same things, like the the TV shows they watch or the boys they like, they actually were talking about other things. And it was really, really kind of cool to see. So I think there's a ton of value in conversation starters and especially the ones you've created for moms. They are really good to get to know people. But like you said, they're really good to dive into with women that you already know well, because Mm -hmm. some of these questions are going to spark conversations and you'll be like, I did not know that about Mm -hmm. you. That is so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're getting ready to launch or relaunch. So by the time this episode comes out, you'll be ready to do the gathering project again, right? Mm -hmm. So tell us more about the gathering project. Okay. I wanted to create a resource that would help women who needed encouragement or support or just ideas to make their gatherings more meaningful. And this is kind of how this workshop was born. When my family and I moved to Columbus nine years ago, I befriended the sweetest women. They invited me in and I felt so loved by their hospitality. And they had these incredible giftings that I admired And so I studied their hostess skills and I wanted to be able to create warmth and meaning in my own gatherings the way that they did. So with their help and with my own experiences and then with some other expert people gatherers, I put all of this together. And it includes five days of coaching videos and a 12-page workbook that is also called the Girls Gathering Guide. And the conversation cards are also a download that you get with this experience and access to a private Facebook group. So there's some real-time interaction with the other people going through the same thing. So you can share ideas about what you are planning and kind of just banter back and forth about really good ideas to get your group of women together. Mm -hmm. Oh, that sounds amazing. 
I love resources that are done for you, like walk you through how to do it. So it takes the guesswork out of it and helps us to be equipped to do this kind of thing, which I think we all could use a little bit of help on it. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. All right. Well, I so appreciate you talking to us today. I hope that the listeners take away that it is worth the time and the effort to create mom friendships and that it is possible and that, you know, I truly believe, and I've heard you say before, like when self-care, taking care of ourselves as women helps us to be better moms and helps us to show up better. And it's something that you need. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Kimberly. You can find Johanna at girlstalkinglife.com and she's on Instagram and Facebook as Girls Talking Life as well. I will link to this and the gathering project in the show notes. If you'd like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find me over on Instagram. It's my favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. You can find me at, at Kimberly Amici, and you can find the podcast at, at Build Your Best Family. Remember, family culture is not about perfect, it's about purpose.